Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Passing Shot, the tennis podcast by fans. I'm Joel. I'm Kim. And today we are catching up on the semi-finals at the US Open, as well as looking forward to the finals this weekend. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Kim, it's Saturday morning. We've just had the men's semi-finals the night before. We've had the women's semi-finals the night before that as well. And I, I can honestly say, Kim, I think we've seen some of the the best tennis uh, of this tournament. But I think we've also seen with that Alex Verev pablo Carreño booster match some of the worst tennis uh, this tournament as well. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, it's a bit of a tale of two halves, Joel. Like the women's semis were like awesome like the best I don't know the best women's matches that I've seen in a, in a long time I mean this whole tournament's been fantastic for the women I think there's been so many good matches but yeah the men's semis I don't think they lived quite up to to uh, the women's for sure um especially that's very Corona booster match definitely uh needed a lot of a lot of improvement uh both players kind of had terrible phases in the match and it was just not not a prettiest uh, not the prettiest sight you could see in tennis no it was i think it would be a match that almost goes down in infamy in like the us open because genuinely i think you know some people probably argue it is up there with one of the weakest semi-final matches um at a grand slam um in a in a long time um i love that yevgeny kafelnikov uh, actually tweeted, this is even worse than the Kafelnikov-Hewitt semi-final in 2001 so far. So um, I think that kind of cho- gives you an idea, an indication of how like poor at times the, qu- the quality was. And, you know, I think you know, Zverev admitted it that himself. The first two sets from him were were abysmal. I mean, I think he hit 36 unforced errors in the sec- um, in the first two sets. Uh, he his second serve uh, winning percentage uh, on points was abysmal. I think he had only won three points or something on his second serve in the second set. It was it was really bad. And you know, going into the match, we were kind of expecting Zverev to well, honestly to roll kind of PCB um, and kind of make the final. But you know, he was he was down two sets to love, and it it just felt like he he didn't even arrive on court with a game plan. It just. It, <laughs> It was just bizarre because he, he just kind of kicked into action in in the third set. But yeah, those first two sets, he was completely, I mean, he's com- it just completely looked at all, all at sea on the tennis court. Well, he almost dropped that second set, um, you know, to love. Like it was looking like a bagel at one point. He managed to claw, you know, two games back before PCB, you know, took that set. But gosh, it's just, yeah, he was diabolical really. And But you did sort of think, oh, surely... He, 
you know, he can't play any worse. So he's only going to pick it up a notch. And then when he did, you kind of felt, yeah, when Zverev's, you know, playing better, PCB didn't really have anything to challenge him. Like, you know, he started playing worse and they never played that well together at the same time. And I think, you know, once Zverev was sort of up in the fourth set, it was kind of almost inevitable that he would just go on and win it. Um, I didn't, I didn't really feel that PCB, I, I don't know, basically I was just thinking, gosh, whoever wins this match is, I think, almost definitely going to lose the final. I know we were saying that before about, you know, team versus Medvedev being like the real final. And I don't want to sound like demeaning to the other, you know, contenders, but I just think Zverev is not playing anywhere near the level that is needed. Uh, you know, the, the match against Chorich was also pretty abysmal at times so he's not in the good it is not in the form you know that you would expect him to be in you know someone to be in to win a slam but I mean I know it's about winning ugly and just getting getting the W but it's just like I don't know he's gonna have to drastically improve and be on it from the word go on on Sunday I think he's got to be really thankful for you know obviously Grand Slams are a best of five set format um you know to his credit I think that was the first time he has ever won a match from from two sets to love down. Um but yeah, it was just it was just surprising I think just how long it took him, you know, to find his groove and um you know it was definitely kind of an indication on his serve that his second serve was so bad it got to a point where it was just like I'm just going to serve two first serves instead of, you know, uh, you know, a second serve and um uh, yeah, it, the I kind of it was a it was a match of uh, it was a match of two hearts. I think we kind of tweeted that last you know last night, and um, you do you did felt that once kind of Zverev you know got his act together, it was a bit of a formality. But to kind of do it from two sets down is just a very you know odd thing. Giving you know it's a, it's a semi final, and you'd expect you know you'd expect to be going on to you know the tennis court to you know execute you know, a game plan. Um, but it didn't it didn't really feel like he had a game plan. And maybe kind of, you know, Carreño Buster kind of, you know, was playing in a way that kind of, you know, stopped, I guess, very of doing that. But I always kind of think with kind of people like Buster, it's like, I think you know what you're going to get when mm. he steps on the tennis court. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think Zverev has really any excuses in terms of kind of, you know, you know, saying, oh, I needed to, you know, a few, you know, I needed a set to kind of figure out his game and then can kind of adjust my strategy. I feel like Buster is one of those players where, right, you know what you're going to get when you step on a tennis court with him. He's going to try and grind you down, um, plays the big points well, etc. Um, so I feel like, yeah, Zverev should have been able to, you know, have a game plan ready to go on a court to kind of, uh, you know, to kind of uh, front, you know, to kind of front that um, because, yeah, we all know, I think, what, what we're going to get from, you know, PCB on a, on a hard court. I don't know if Zverev was struggling, you know, with nerves a bit because he was obviously the overwhelming favourite going into this match. Um, whereas when he had his semi in Australia, he he wasn't necessarily the favourite. So I think the expectation maybe got to him. And then actually in the final, who knows, because everyone will be expecting team to win, uh I mean, I imagine that everyone will be anyway. Uh, maybe Zverev will actually, you know, be much looser and more relaxed uh, and just go for it because he, it's almost like, yeah, I'm in my first slam final. You know, the other guy on the other side of the net's been in three. Everyone's expecting him to win. So I should just go for it and and relax. And maybe he, he won't have as much of a, 
I think a horror show. Tim Hedman was calling it a horror show in that second set, <laughs> uh, which is probably about right because you just thought, what, what is going on? Um, but yes, I mean, PCB, I think he's one of those players that like maximizes what he's got and he's kind of reached his, almost like his potential. I think, you know, he's not ever someone that we would say, oh yes, he's going to win a grand slam. So I think getting to have got to two semifinals, um, you know, that's kind of like maximizing his, his, his kind of potential. And obviously he's done extremely well to, to get to this point. So you shouldn't be ashamed that despite being two sets up, you know, he hasn't managed to get through into the final. Um, but yeah, I mean, once that, once that kind of match ended last night, you know, team Medvedev, uh, started and well, this was an interesting one, Joel, because, you know, a lot of people were predicting it to be, you know, it could be a five set humdinger. We didn't get that. It was obviously three straight sets, but it could easily have gone, uh, gone on longer because, you know, despite team winning in straight sets, you know, Medvedev did have uh, a set point in the third set. He had, he was serving for the second set. You know, he had some chances to have extended that match. Yeah, I think Dominic Team said in his presser afterwards uh, that was that was like the hardest you know three set three set match that you know I've, I've played and the the quality in that match the overall quality was a you know a lot higher than in in the Zverev match and even you know even I would kind of say you know looking at the kind of the scoreline of of Zverev you know PCB the fact that Zverev came back from you know two sets to love down actually I think all the drama. Uh, was was in the second was in the second semifinal, and even though it was kind of a, it looks on paper like a straight sex victory. I think it was it was actually more it was more dramatic because Medvedev easily probably should have even taken. He could have been two sets to one up. I mean, I think he had a set point in the second set. He had a set point in the third set. They were both incredibly tight tie breaks. Um, but yeah, Dominic Team just you know seemed to be playing um, you know the big the big points better. I think he was down a break as well in, in um, he was down a break as well in, in both the second and, and third sets. So, you know, it, he's, he's an incredible fighter. He's got the, you know, he's got the tools. He will feel like his time is now. And, you know, I, I, this kind of match kind of, I think reaffirmed that position because the, the quality on court was just a lot higher than, than the other semifinal. And it did have the, you know, it did feel like the, you know, the headline act to kind of the, you know, the undercard, um, the almost kind of the Zverev match because it was just, it was just that much better. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, I mean, Medvedev, I think will be disappointed um, that he wasn't able to at least kind of take a set. But I mean, Dominic team this week has just proved that he's just, he's just very strong and he's relishing the, you know, the opportunity to go and win a Grand Slam without, you know, having to think about um, the big three. So, you know, it, 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 it really does feel like his, his to lose in the final. Yeah, it does feel like this is the right time. You know, it's all come together and um, this is now his his big opportunity to do it without either facing, you know, Rafa or Novak in the final. And I think he has proved that there have been like little moments of adversity, you know, set points down, etc. And he's managed to come through that, which, you know, the, the great players, you know, they... they they managed to do that as well. Like they're not, you know, they, people don't say all through without ever being down and, you know, losing a set or, or having, you know, opportunities for their, their opponent. So it's about, you know, really clutching those points and getting them done in the, you know, the heat of the moment. And, and it's, you know, we know that tennis just rests on a couple of points here and there. And it's, yeah, I think he's proven to us that 
it, you know, on those like crunch points, he he's now, you know, very focused and calm. He, he's not going to, you know, you trust him to to say in the moment. He's he's not one of those players that kind of, I mean, I was going to say he's not one of those players that throws in a terrible performance and makes wayward errors, but he did have an awful performance against Krajanovic in Cincinnati. And I think that's kind of far behind him now that like, this tournament, he's been a completely different kettle of fish for that match. So I think he got out his his bad match then, uh, which has probably served him better uh, for this event. But um, yes, I mean, if we just looked at that final, I'm going to be intrigued to see what Sasha Zverev turns up uh, for a start. I'm going to you know, what Sasha Zverev, what serving are we going to see from him? So I, I'm, I'm excited at the thought of, you know, perhaps it won't be as straightforward as, as we think it will be for team. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm sure Dominic Team will win. Um, but yeah, I I could be four sets, but I don't think it would be anything anything more than that. I, yeah, I I I mean, based on the semi-finals, I feel like if, if Team plays like he did mm. against Medvedev, then I think he's going to have a bit too much for Alex Zverev. But you know, I feel like you know Alex Zverev, he he can put it together. Um, but um, he, whether he can do it for the, you know, for the whole of a best of five set match is one question. And whether he can put it together for the very first point is is another question. And you can't give someone like, you know, Dominic Team a two sets to love, you know, a two sets to love lead um, and expect to, you know, be able to do the business. Um, I mean, looking at their kind of head to head as well, it's favourable to Team. I think he's seven and two. Interestingly, if if Medvedev had got to the final, uh, Zverev was actually five one is is five one win loss against Medvedev. Um, so um, you know, I think Dominic Team will know he knows obviously how to beat Zverev, and you know whether that's in a best of three or best of five. You know, I don't think that particularly matters. And uh, yeah, it's hard to see. It's hard to see past Dominic Team. And the other thing I would add also is that uh, you know Alex Zverev. He's had a good draw. Um, you know, I was reading earlier the fact that he's not played anyone inside the top you know, twenty. Twenty five. Uh, yeah, yeah. to- yeah, he's not played anyone inside yeah. the top twenty five um, <laughs> to get to the final. Which mm. you know, yes, we are you know in a grand slam, and you just got to kind of take the draw as it comes. But I-, I wonder whether you know the step up from that sort of competition to someone like a Dominic Team, you know. It, it, it might just it could potentially just kind of blow him away do you think we could be looking at uh sorry sorry joel do you think we could be looking at a, a whitewash then just because you know zverev has been struggling against players yeah outside the top 25 and to suddenly come up against team who's what the world number three at the moment um it could be an annihilation <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I know it could be, uh, it, it could be a formality. I think it's just like, we just don't know. We don't know what <laughs> Alex Merev is going to turn up. I think that is probably the, you know, that is the, the intrigue into the match is what, you know, what Alex Merev is going to turn up, what Alex Merev first serve is going to turn up, what Alex Merev second serve is going to turn up. Um, I think you do, you got to, I think you got to, I think everyone will kind of agree in terms of kind of his shots. It, I think it relies on, his first serve it's such a potent weapon when it is firing but at the same time it does kind of feel like if, if his serve does go to pieces then the rest of his game does follow um so i think he will i think you know if there is any sort of um chink in the armor for for dominic team i think it's you know for alex verov it's making sure that he has a very 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 solid and strong um you know service you know service game 
I think he'll be getting out of that practice court uh, just to practice <laughs> serving yeah. second serves like today, won't he? Because as you said, I think that is exactly um, what, you know, he, when he serves, like when, when his serve is on, you know, he he's very tough to beat normally. Um, but I mean, even when his serve's on, it's going to be, Probably, you know, you'd still favour team. So he's, yeah, he's sort of got a mountain to climb, really. But um, I mean, what I liked about what uh, Dominic Team said, uh, I think, in the press, he said, oh, you know, if I if I win, you know, the final, I've got my first slam. If not, I'll have to call Andy Murray and ask how it is with, with zero and four. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, well. He said that jokingly. He yeah, said I know, that jokingly, yeah. I think. But I, yeah, um, I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he won't in that situation but we'll, you know you never know so we'll see he will want to get he will want to get the monkey off his back definitely uh and I, i'm yeah i'm backing him to do it i'm if you know if we're going to go for predictions in the final i'm going to say team regulation regulation three sets um <laughs> well at least we'll be in bed before midnight no late nights <laughs> um but yes i think um i think most people would perhaps be more intrigued by the women's final joel which we've got lined up for, for tonight um naomi osaka against victoria azarenka um I don't know where to start. Like those semi-finals were absolutely fantastic uh, on Thursday night, and well, I just I don't know. I, I hope the final is is just as good between uh, Osaka and Vika because you know on paper it's set to be a cracker. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they are. I mean, let's be honest. We're, since we've been in a New York bubble, they have been the players to beat. They were scheduled to meet in the Cincinnati final. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever, um, didn't happen. Osaka pulled out uh, to protect herself for the tournament. For sorry, for Flushing Meadows, and now we're at. We're going to get the final. We're, I think we all that maybe not. We all wanted. I think you know there was probably a, certainly a, a group of people who probably wanted a you know a Serena Osaka you know Osaka rematch. But you know, I think this is going to be. You know, these are the two players who have shown us that they have emerged from you know, lockdown in, in the best form. And we're going to get the matchup between the best two players. Um, and, you know, I don't think you can probably say that in the for the men's final, um, but certainly I think you can for the women's final. And, you know, the semifinals themselves were both, both of them high quality, high drama, you know, excellent shot making, power hitting, all of all of the above, um, you know, across both matches. Um, I mean, let's quickly kind of touch on Azarenka, Serena Williams, because that was, you know, we were all kind of really excited to kind of see how that would, that rivalry would kind of, um, you know, rekindle itself. Um, and I mean, I actually woke up with kind of Serena Williams, you know, a set up. I think she won the first set six, six, one. And I was kind of thinking, oh, is Serena going to run away with this? But, Azarenka just kind of she almost kind of just flipped flicked on a switch didn't she and um you know from you know from the second set onwards I you know I just didn't think Serena was able to to live with her yeah exactly I was I was quite shocked that that first set I was thinking oh is this not the match that we thought it was going to be um but yeah the fact how Azarenka managed to, to turn it around you know she totally upped her level um you know Serena was still playing well but you know she she started really strong, Serena, but you know Azarenka just lifted her, lifted her game. I, I think Serena went you know slightly off, um, and yeah, she just took it to her, and and then we saw like those last two sets were just 
were just amazing, really. And I mean, it's just, I was so pleased for Vika because obviously it's been a long, long time. It's seven years since she's, you know, been in the slam final, which is at the US Open. And, um, She'd never beaten Serena in a, in a slam either. So, you know, she's managed to do it in other events, but never actually at a grand slam. And I think you could you could kind of... I was thinking during the Osaka match, I was thinking, oh, if Serena does get through um, to the final line, I just feel like there's going to be such a, a difference, like, you know, in terms of movement around the court. And I, I just felt like Serena was would... It'd be so obvious to see that she would be kind of a a step slow compared to like Osaka kind of I just feel like there's there's too much of a difference now there's so many other players who are like playing really well who are who are comfortably beating Serena really um and I'm yeah it, it makes you question whether she'll ever get to 24 because as it goes on and on and on surely it's less likely um I mean I would like her to do it but I just think she's going to need to come up against an opponent who completely collapses basically in a in a semi and in a final um but you know I don't think you know we, we have to focus there's so many different storylines here it's, it's not just Serena not able to kind of get the 24 is it it's it's Azarenka hopefully gonna add to her her slam titles yeah because I think what was kind of fascinating about the you know, for me, kind of looking at it in how it's portrayed in the media in, in terms of that kind of semi-final result, it was because it felt like some kind of media outlets were kind of like focusing on the, yeah, the Serena 24 narrative more than the Azarenka narrative. And therefore, you know, the headlines were kind of always reading like, you know, Williams beaten by Azarenka, where I felt it should have been a bit more positive and actually focus on, you know, Azarenka's story. Because Azarenka's story is you know, is, is, is equally captivating. And I, I would actually say it's, it's more captivating than the Serena 24 story, because we've, we've heard this story now, you know, every time she's, you know, you know, got to this stage, got to a final, um, which has been, you know, a num- you know, a number of times now. And, um, you know, I do wonder, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, our listeners agree, but I, I almost kind of feel like are the media kind of always kind of too fixed on the, you know, the Serena 24 narrative, you know, and it almost comes at a detriment to the, you know, to the to the victor because I think, you know, Azarenka deserves this moment. She's had her struggles. Um, we didn't even think we were ever going to, you know, reach this point again. You know, let alone kind of, you know, immediately after after lockdown. Um, and it's just, yeah, we sh- I think we should just be embracing and and kind of be appreciative of this moment. I think more, feel like more so than potentially that, that some kind of I think media outlets potentially are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great it was a great match. And um, interestingly for Serena Williams, it is the longest Grand Slam drought now of her career. And as you said, Kim, it does make you wonder: is is it going to happen again? But um, yeah, let's let's wait and see. I think interestingly, Muratroglu um, came up on Twitter, Serena's coach, afterwards with a kind of a thank you message and kind of a well done to Serena. Um, some people, interestingly, kind of interpreting the message as a parting parting ways. Um, I mean, the last I won't read the whole message, but the last line says, "I am very lucky to share this last journey." with you and i believe in the future the quest goes on dot 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 um uh, yeah i i wonder if serena does Ooh, need it, I, mean, I'm, we, I don't know if this is i don't know if this is gonna you know if you know mutroglu and, and serena are gonna part ways it's not 
confirmed either way, you know, at the moment. But I do wonder if Serena does need to kind of, you know, shake it up in terms Change of, yeah. it, you know, personnel or whatever on. to kind of, mm. yeah, do something different because, you know, you've, you've done this routine before a few times now it's not working i think you're going to need to trial it up i mean we spoke about you know the start of um you know lexington the fact that you know venus williams was working on a game and you know you're never too old to sort of try new things and maybe serena needs to kind of adopt that you know that approach um because uh, you know just kind of on court and just kind of on that sort of you know the movement aspect you do feel like you know the power game of Serena is always there. It's always, it always has been there. It always will be there. But her movement around the court is, I think, it's not as good as it was. And actually, there are better players uh, that can move around the court, like Simona Halep in that Wimbledon final, like you know Naomi Osaka, like a Jen Brady. And you know, I think that is the thing that almost is kind of missing that, that I think she needs, you, you know, you say it's kind of missing a step and, you know, I agree. I think there needs to be some sort of, you know, I think counter to to that or, or she needs to find that step again. So, you know, that, that's kind of the way, I, you know, I would see it. But um, I mean, it was a great semi-final. I'm, I'm happy for Azarenka because, you know, she has been through some, you know, some tough times and, you know, she's back. She's back where she belongs. Yeah, I hope we see her kind of maintain this because <laughs> I think after um, Cincinnati, you know, I thought, oh, was that just a bit of a fluke? You know, her kind of getting to the final, taking the win, you know, because Osaka kind of pulled out, um, you know, beating Joe Conta in the semis. I thought, oh, you know, but um, she's maintained it. You know, she's played some quality players. Like she's beaten, you know, Sabalenka. She beat Mukova, who's playing very well. Obviously, Thrash Merton's come through against Serena. Like she's had a tough tough draw but um yeah here she is and she's obviously got Naomi Osaka in the final who came through in three sets against Jen Brady um that was that was such a a good match like from the word go they were both playing like amazing kind of lights out massive hitting tennis and you know they um that first set tie break it went to um you know Osaka won that comfortably which was a bit of a shame because I didn't feel that was a true you know re- reflection of what we'd seen you know in the course of the set but um and you sort of thought oh how will Brady react to that you know dropping the first set what's she gonna do because we haven't seen her kind of in a situation where she's been down you know uh this whole tournament she's come through so comfortably against people but she totally you know wasn't phased she upped her game. Um, she thought she, you know, she said, right, she, you know, she she said, right, I've got to play better. I've got to, got to get this. And she, she just, she held her nerve. She was not phased at all. I mean, I don't know if it would, would have been different if there had been a crowd. Um, you know, the atmosphere on on an Arthur Ashe night session, you know, semi-finals of the US Open with a crowd might have been a lot different. I don't know how she would have responded to that. But anyway, that wasn't the situation. So um, she didn't need to think about that, <laughs> and she took it to a third set, which oh. Kim, if there was a crowd, they would have been booing that Zverev PCB match a hundred percent. There's all I can think if there was a crowd, and and uh, you know, uh, it, it, but oppositely, uh, you know, they would have given standing ovations. I think to Osaka Brady and Serena Williams Azarenka because they were just mm-hmm. such they were just such good contests. And I think what was so fascinating for me about the you know the Osaka Brady contest was the fact that you know, they they asked questions of each other. 
and they responded. Um, you know, you, you know, you kind of rightly pointed out, you know, going into the match, Brady hadn't been put in a position of danger um, like being a set down before. So to see her in that situation and respond the way she did, it just shows you that she's going to be, a, you know, she is going to be, you know, potentially even the next star, um, you know, of women's tennis, you know, in USA. I know they've got, you know, obviously other players like Stone Stevens and, and Kenin, but, you know, Jen Brady at the moment is, is in seriously, uh, is in seriously hot form. And, um, you know, they were both kind of all going all over the court playing, you know, incredible tennis. And, um, you know, it's interestingly, I was kind of reading about kind of Brady and her kind of technique. And I think there's this kind of feeling with players like Brady and, and Mukova as well, that the fact that they've got kind of, you know, male coaches who've probably been in the ATP setup more so than the WTA setup as, as a result of that, they brought on kind of, um, ATP kind of style technique to, you know, the WTA and kind of the, the women's game. And I think kind of if you look at kind of players like Brady on court, I actually do kind of when I watch her matches, I do genuinely look at that and think, yeah, like I can see sort of like, you know, the ATP sort of technique there in terms of kind of the, you know, the, the ground strokes and kind of the forehand and the backhand. And um, I just think it's an interesting evolution of, you know, of ways to play on a tennis court. And I wonder if, you know, the fact that Brady is playing in this sort of way, like Mukova as well, I mean, they're both on very kind of successful, you know, parts in their kind of uh, blossoming careers at the moment. Um, you know, whether they're, you know, whether they are onto something, because um, it's certainly a brand of, of tennis that is, is it's very hard to deal with. And Osaka, you know, she had to, she had to go to the limit, um, you know, to, to, you know, to, to get to the final. So, you know, she's, she, I mean, to be honest, Osaka and Rezarenka, they both come through such tests. They're going to be, you'd think going into the final, they're going to be absolutely, you know, on form. I think Azarenka is on a 10 match winning, 10, 11 match winning streak. Osaka's on a 10 match winning streak. I mean, some, something's got to give. Yeah, they're both, um, primed and ready for the final you know they haven't one of them hasn't had like a you know an easy you know semi to kind of come through and uh they should be like pumped up you know from the word go and kind of ready and I don't know it's interesting what you're saying about Brady maybe maybe Sasha Zverev should you know outsource her for a bit of the final uh, against team if uh, <laughs> she's uh I don't know going down the ATP kind of <laughs> side of things but um yeah I'm really excited to see how Jen Brady does you know in in Roland Garros on the clay um, in subsequent events to that if she can keep this form up because you know she's kind of completely transformed her game from where she was you know this time last year and I mean a lot was being said about her going off to Germany to work with the you know new coach and she spent a lot of time there uh, over the course of this year and that's obviously kind of overhauled her game and and made her a a new woman so um yeah it's really exciting that she will hopefully be right up there at the top and I do think if she'd been against any other player she probably would have won that semi-final but Osaka proved why you know she is already a two-time slam champion and is kind of gonna get right back up there and um you know why she's such a fantastic force to watch but um yeah, we've got this amazing final lined up. I hope it's not going to be, you know, underwhelming after we're sort of bigging it up so much and after those semi-finals. I mean, they were very, they will be very hard to follow as two matches. Um, but yeah, we shall see. I mean, who who do you reckon, Joel? Because I'm still going to have to give a sulk of the edge just because 
I think, you know, this is, Azarenka's been, you know, it's been seven years since she's been in a final. She's probably exceeded her own expectations by getting this far. And I, I still think Osaka will have that kind of um, extra something on, on the day. I feel like, you know, especially what with all the kind of Black Lives Matter movement happening and, you know, she's wearing the masks and she's obviously doing a lot of activism work in her kind of spare time um, and bringing attention to all that, to all those issues, you know, through, you know, even just stepping onto the court. Um, I feel like she's got this energy behind her. I just, I just, I don't know, for me, I, I, I feel like she's the more likely winner, but, you know, we, we <laughs> I don't really want to predict because it is quite hard. I'm I'm fully buying into the Victoria Azarenka love love story fairy tale story. Um, I I just think I just think when she steps to the court, she's just like got the bit between her teeth, and whoever it is, she'll find she'll find a way. All I know is I think we're just going to have some absolutely fantastic baseline rallies, powerful hitting um, that's going to really kind of you know, put both players to the limit. I don't think like it's going to be like. You know, I can see Dominic Team, for example, beating Alex Vev and not having to go, you know, to the absolute limit that he, you know, that he had to, um, you know, that he was pushed to by Rafa Nadal, you know, like two two years ago. I think with this match, the winner is going to have to play, you know, probably some of the best tennis they've ever played. Um, and it, whoever kind of reaches that uh, will, I think, be the victor. Um, and I think it will be Azarenka because of the, you know, the journey and kind of the journey that she she has been on. Um, so yeah, so we will see. I'm sure it'll be a really kind of engrossing encounter. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, it will, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be fascinating either way because it's like it's a matchup. I don't think we were, you know, coming out you know, at the very start of kind of the the tour. We would not. I don't think anyone really was kind of expecting a you know, an Azarenka Osaka final in, you know, in the first kind of Grand Slam back, but we've got it. I'm excited for it. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I just wonder, I think, you know, Osaka's obviously been in Grand Slam finals more recently, whether that, you know, that, that kind of more recent experience will help her or, you know, will the fact that Azarenka be able to kind of pull on, you know, her kind of, you know, her glory days, uh, you know, almost kind of six, seven years ago, will she be able to kind of put that into her mind and get her into kind of that Grand Slam final mode? Well, Asaka's never lost a Slam final. She's two out of two. Um, I think every time she's been beyond like the fourth round of a Slam, she's won it. So I just think when it when push comes to shove at these latter mm. stages, she's going to be a tough tough cookie. It could be a, a similar to the Kvitova final at the AO last year, you know, which was a, a three set battle. I, I don't think it'll be a walk in the park, but um, we shall okay. we shall see. Who are you going um, for? I'm still going for Osaka. I mean, I my heart says Azarenka. Like, I, w- I would like Azarenka to win. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to be neutral, um, but I do think that Osaka will win. Two, two, two or three, two or three. Oh, I'll say three sets. Yeah, I'll say three sets. I'm going to get Azarenka in three, uh, but I genuinely think we've got potentially. It could be a classic. It could be an all-time classic. Um, so let's wait and see. Um, very quickly before we wrap up this episode, um, let's just kind of quickly round up the ladies doubles final because uh, Vera Zvonareva um, has uh, won uh, along with her partner Laura. Laura Sigmund. Um, I mean, 
this is a great story because I mean, Zvonna Reva, she's won a Grand Slam title um, 14 years. She won the US Open women's doubles title in 2006. 14 years later, she's got another one, which is uh, very, very impressive. And she's another, you know, returning mother. Um, but she's also obviously she reached the singles final in 2010 at the US Open and at Wimbledon. So, we, you know, most people would know her from her singles history. Um, but yes, it's a really lovely story. Um, I think she was a bit of a scratch pairing with Siegmund, like they'd never played before this tournament together. So um, I wonder if they'll continue. I would imagine that they would. That they would. Um, and Siegmund, yeah, it's her first women's doubles title she's won a a mixed title before but she played really really well um she was a force to be reckoned with uh yesterday and also um just for the men's doubles as well Mate Pavic and Bruno Suarez won that one in straight sets against Kulhoff and Mektic I think their you know their experience at a final level in, in a slam definitely showed through in that match and yeah they they came through to capture capture their slam and uh yeah so we will be rounding up uh all the rest of the action won't we tomorrow joel the two singles finals as well as the wheelchair action uh because that's going on and that'll all be finished um tomorrow as well so we'll be catching up with that as well yes uh one final thing kim i absolutely love there was a cheeky little uh shot of zvonareva watching i think the zverev match and how does a how does a ladies doubles champion celebrate she has a big Juicy burger watching on from the stats. <laughs> which well, uh, yeah, I, just love they... to, I just love that. These are like prime, these are like prime athletes, but no, I'm going to have some junk food. Um, but yeah, we will be back UK time. We will be recording straight after when the US Open men's final finishes between uh, Dominic Team and Sasha Zverev. So watch out for that one. Uh, remember to um, subscribe to us on your pl- podcasting platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to us, make sure you click that subscribe button. And if you have been enjoying our US Open coverage over the last fortnight, make sure to uh, leave us a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. And you can also follow us on social media, of course, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Passing Shot Pod. And if you'd like to email the show, you can do so at PassingShotPod at gmail.com. Do get in touch. We do love to hear um, all of your thoughts. And also, if you've got any random questions for me or Joel, then do give us a shout. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back after all of the finals action ladies finals tonight men's finals uh tomorrow night uh we've got some wheelchair tennis as well so lots of tennis still to kind of keep us occupied over this weekend so i'm looking forward to it and uh yeah we'll see you again soon